It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to give you a little bit of help and a little bit of hope on your journey of faith. Uh, Great to have all of you with us today. And uh, today we continue our journey through Advent. Uh, This Sunday begins the second week of Advent. And in the Sunday Gospel from Mark, we hear about John the Baptist preparing the way of the Lord. How is your journey through Advent going? How are you preparing? And more specifically, how are you preparing the way of the Lord? Well, we're going to talk about that today here to help us on the journey. Our spiritual director back with us once again, Father Jim Kabicki. Father Jim, a Jesuit priest, director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in western South Dakota. And, of course, you can hear his prayer reflections throughout the day all across the relevant radio network. Father Jim Kabicki, welcome back. How are you doing? Hello, Chuck. Uh, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. I'm uh, actually I contracted COVID uh, about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, and and so I'm just coming to the tail end of being quarantined. And I'm grateful I had mild symptoms. So I'm glad we're going to be able to talk to, today about uh, Sunday's gospel. Yeah, looking forward to it as well. And if you weren't going to bring up the fact that you had contracted the virus, um, I was. So, so oh, thanks for doing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah well, I always, you know, can always use your prayers. <laughs> well, you got those for sure. But uh, just uh, grateful that uh, one you can join us on the uh, on the air today. But uh, more grateful that you're uh, recovering and doing well after your little bout mm-hmm. with the virus. So anyway, we are going to talk about Advent. We are going to look ahead to the uh, Sunday Gospel. This is our Friday broadcast. And it's the Gospel of Mark, uh, the beginning of it, and uh, we'll share that with all of you here in a, in a little bit. But um, Father Jim Kabicki, and we'll open up our phone lines, too. But uh, Father Jim, get us started and uh, give us an overview of the Sunday Gospel. Tell us about it, what's going on. Okay, well, we have Mark's Gospel. You know, last week, uh, the beginning of Advent, we started a new liturgical year, and this is now Cycle B. And we will be focusing on Mark's Gospel. And with Mark's Gospel, uh, this Sunday we get the very first uh, verses of Mark's Gospel. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. And it actually begins with these words, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, what's interesting about Mark, Mark is the shortest Gospel, and it does not have a nativity story, story of the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, the way Matthew and Luke do. Nor does it have, uh, as St. John's Gospel does, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. What we have in Mark's Gospel is actually the preaching of St. John the Baptist. And so Mark's Gospel begins with John the Baptist and uh, the baptism of Jesus. Uh, The passage we have today is a prophetic word from the Old Testament that predicts 
that God will send a messenger, someone to prepare the way for his uh, for his son to come. And so we get uh, a little quote about that, and we get um, St. John the Baptist at the Jordan River baptizing people with a baptism of repentance. And what, uh, again, I'm going to ask you to share this with everybody here in the, in the next few minutes, but what jumps out to you the most uh, as you think about this gospel? Well, it, it's funny. There there are two things. Um, one maybe uh, would not have jumped out at most people, uh, but it did for me. Um, in the gospel, it says that the people of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so the big city of Jerusalem, were going to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Now, you know, if we don't know our geography we would think, oh, okay, they just went outside of Jerusalem and there's the Jordan River. No, but the Jordan River, uh, um, taking a straight line from Jerusalem, would be about 25 kilometers, which I, I think that would be maybe 16, 15 miles or so. So this is not just outside of the city. And people were going from Jerusalem, walking over terrible terrain, uh, close to 20 miles, to be baptized with this baptism of repentance. That means they were pretty serious about wanting to show a conversion of life and wanting to tell God they were sorry. And uh, that's what hits me, is the seriousness of the people wanting to uh, start a new life. Uh, the second thing, though, that, that strikes me is, is at the end of, today's of Sunday's Gospel, where John says, that he was baptizing people simply with a ritual of water, but that after him would come the Messiah who would baptize them with the Holy Spirit. And and I think that's it also hits me very strongly because, um, you know, that's our Christian baptism. And it's also um, in, in many circles uh, known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a special outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit's gifts as well. And it's all because Jesus came. In other words, that before John the Baptist, the Holy Spirit may have been active in the world, preparing people to receive the Messiah, but it was only with Jesus and the sacrament of baptism that the Holy Spirit takes up residence within us, that we become temples of the Holy Spirit. Father Jim Kabicki is our spiritual director. If you're just joining us on The Inner Life today, looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel, the uh, second week of uh, second Sunday of Advent, it's the Gospel of Mark. We're going to share that with you here. But let's open up our phone lines first, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. Certainly, as you listen to uh, this Gospel that Father Jim is going to share with us uh, here next, uh, uh, what jumps out at you? We'd love to hear uh, your reflections on that. But um, as we talk about Advent and preparing the way of the Lord, uh, what are are you doing to prepare the way of the Lord? And tell us what you're doing this Advent to uh, to do that. And the other question, we'll get into this a little bit today. How is the pandemic impacting your season of Advent? It's a toll-free phone number if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. So, Father Jim, can we take a moment here and ask you to share this uh, Sunday gospel with our with our listeners today? I'm very happy to do that. It's uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 to 8, and it goes like this. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, 
prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. And praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director. And as you read it, uh, does something else jump out at you besides the terrain? I want to talk about that, by the way. But uh, And I wonder, you know, if when, he, when we talk about uh, baptizing uh, with water and uh, he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, I wonder if, if the people he was talking to knew what he meant. Um, you know, that's a good question. Um, because while you have the, in the scriptures, you know, uh, beginning in the book of Genesis, how the Spirit of God hovered over the chaos and brought order to creation and separated light from dark and water from earth. And um, so you have the Spirit present, but not the way we think uh, or know about the Holy Spirit as a third person of the Blessed Trinity. And then you also, in, in the Old Testament, have the Spirit of the Lord coming upon the prophets, and, and it's a spirit of prophecy. So while I think they would be familiar with that notion and the idea of the Holy Spirit, uh, God's Spirit at work, they would not, un- until Jesus had revealed this to us, uh, would not have understood that there is the Holy Trinity, um, that there is a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this communion of persons that we call the Holy Trinity. So they would have had a vague notion of the Holy Spirit, but not um, as as we Christians believe. Um, mm. As I read that, though, um, the other thing that, that occurred to me, though, Chuck, was uh, the words, and they acknowledged their sins. You know, that's that's one of the toughest things, I think, when it comes to the sacrament of reconciliation. And yet here we see, even before, you know, that sacrament and the church, we have people going before John and acknowledging their sins, not just saying, well, I'm going to tell God privately my sins, but they were publicly acknowledging the sins they had committed and uh, bringing them to the Lord in a public way. And this, too, is part of the Old Testament tradition, where God often called Israel to repentance and uh, made clear to them, this is how you have been unjust, this is how you have sinned against me, these are the idols you have. And uh, God was always looking for the people to uh, acknowledge that they were sinners, but to do so not in a generic sort of way, saying, oh God, I'm a sinner, but to actually name and claim those sins. And I think that's what we see going on here as well with this baptism of repentance that John is proclaiming, that people were actually naming their sins publicly and, and claiming them, and then going into the water asking to be purified of those sins. 
Yeah, and Father Jim, talk a little bit more about the terrain. I've got that in my notes today. And I find it so absolutely fascinating. And again, the fact that, I mean, where where, uh, John is baptizing and where he baptizes uh, Jesus is, man, oh, man, the Jordan River is not very scenic. And I always go back to the mouth of the Jordan River is on the northern edge of uh, Israel as we know it today. And it's it happened at Caesarea Philippi. That's where the uh, mouth of the Jordan River is. And this is where uh, Jesus asked everybody, who do you say that I am? And everybody and Peter says, well, you're the Christ. And uh, and so that's where that took place. But that's the mouth of the Jordan River. It is gorgeous. The water <laughs> is absolutely spectacular. It is clear and it is beautiful. Then it, it comes, I think it's about 60 miles head south and goes into the sea. Sea of Galilee, through the Sea of Galilee, out the other side, the Jordan River, and then down into the desert. And it is barren. It is, you know, the river today, at least, is dirty uh, from all of the agriculture and everything. But um, I'm always so amazed that, uh, to your point earlier, that so many people, it says everyone from Jerusalem went. I mean, it was a trek to get there, wasn't it? And then it was not very scenic. That's right. You know, I, I made a pilgrimage with Relevant Journeys uh, and Juan Landa to the uh, Holy Land back in 2006. And I remember there's different places that uh, different denominations and groups will say, well, this is the site. This is the site where John was baptizing people and where he baptized Jesus. And so there's there's some disagreement about where that is. But where we went and entered into the Jordan River, walked into it, um, you're you're right. It's it's um, a very barren place uh, to go from there back up to Jerusalem in the highlands. Uh, it's it, there's not a direct route, and and I just remember after we had visited this site and then went to Jerusalem, you know, it was an uphill climb going back to Jerusalem. Um, so to think of people going downhill to the Jordan River being baptized by John, then going uphill again. Again, they had to be very serious about wanting to change their lives and about uh, how they saw John the Baptist as a great prophet who would help them experience a conversion of life and help them get rid of their sins and move forward in their lives. They were very serious about conversion. Yeah, is that what was so attract- attractive about John the Baptist? I mean, uh, you weren't going to see this guy on the on the front cover of a fashion magazine, were we? <laughs> no, no. The, and the camel hair, you know, the the thing about wearing the camel hair—that's what the Old Testament prophets wore. And so uh, he clearly, people saw him as a prophet, and uh, and uh, thought that he was uh, had a, a great message. And and I think there was such a a great anticipation, and this is part of uh, the spirit of Advent, is is that we need a Messiah. We need uh, salvation. And the people were so uh, excited that perhaps John himself was the Messiah, or that he would be the one who would point the Messiah out to them. They were so excited by that that they came to him as one of the, you know, last prophets, uh, the last prophet of the Old Testament. You know, before John, there really weren't that many uh, prophets 
for a couple hundred years. And so John comes on the scene looking like an Old Testament prophet, and people are immediately drawn thinking, maybe this is the Messiah, or at least he's the one who's going to prepare the way for the Messiah to come. Boy, do we need salvation. We need a Messiah right now. And I think that's kind of the the excitement, the sense that people had wanting to see John and experience this baptism of repentance. We are talking today about Advent, looking ahead to the second Sunday of Advent and preparing the way of the Lord. And tell us uh, what you're doing uh, this Advent to uh, prepare the way of the Lord. The other question, how is the pandemic impacting this season of Advent for you? Father Jim Kabicki is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join in the conversation, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, good to have you with us on the program today. I'm Chuck Knaff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper answering your phone calls, and Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director. Father Jim, one of our regular contributors, a Jesuit priest, director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in western South Dakota. You can hear his prayer reflections throughout the day all across the relevant radio network. By the way, for more information on the many good works of the St. Francis Mission, uh, we invite you to visit uh, Father Jim's website, sfmission.org, sfmission.org. And Father Jim, we always like to mention this, is author of A Heart on Fire and a Year of Daily Offerings. Uh, Father Jim's a popular conference speaker, retreat director, parish mission speaker, and uh, as I mentioned, one of our regular contributors here on The Inner Life. Talking today about our Advent journey, looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel. It's the Gospel of Mark, the beginning of of the Gospel of, um, of Mark, and uh, it's a second Sunday. Sunday of Advent. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Toll-free number into the studio, 888-914-9149. But um, we're going to be talking about preparing the way of the Lord. How are you doing that during this uh, Advent season? And tell us what you're doing uh, this Advent to prepare the way of the Lord. And um, the other question, I'd be curious, how's the pandemic uh, impacting your season of Advent? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Four nine. So, Father Jim Kabicki, I guess maybe the question uh, is really, uh, how are we, what can we do to prepare the way of the Lord this Advent? Well, you know, it's uh, every year we, we come to Advent as the t- time to prepare for the celebration of our the birth of our Savior, Christmas, and the Christmas season. And, uh, you know, every every year people talk about how 
busy they are and with the shopping and whatnot. And and hopefully this year, because uh, um, gatherings, uh, parties, and and other ways that people have come together or getting out and shopping, uh, that has lessened, hopefully. And, and I would hope that in that space that has developed in people's lives, we make room for the Lord. You know, I think that's the great idea of Advent. Advent means coming, and what we celebrate is, of course, the fact that Jesus came. He is the Son of God who came in the flesh uh, almost 2,000 years ago. But what we're we're also celebrating is that we want to be ready for his coming at the end of our lives or at the end of the world. And and so it's it's with that same eagerness um, that the Jewish people had for the Messiah that we should approach uh, Christmas, that uh, hoping that this Christmas we will, as it were, go deeper in our faith and deeper in our longing to have a uh, a closer relationship with Jesus, that we will come to know Him in a in a more intimate way this this year. Um, those are all, I think, great. Uh, sentiments or desires that we should have during the Advent season. And the only way that we will realize those desires is to open up a little more space in our lives for prayer. And whether that's using a special prayer booklet for Advent, there are so many out there now, or going online with special prayer reflections. Uh, Father Rocky has has those as well on Relevant Radio. Or uh, taking the readings of the day and, and just spending a couple minutes uh, asking the Lord, what are you trying to tell me through these? You know, how are you preparing me for Christmas with these readings? I think those are all the ways that we prepare uh, for the coming of Christmas this year uh, with with a greater emphasis on making space for Jesus during our Advent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just, um, just talk about that just a little bit more, because I think, uh, to your point, that uh, with uh, the social distancing, the isolation, maybe not being with families uh, the way we want to be or maybe the way we've been in, in the past, but uh, really, this uh, does become an opportunity in so many ways to, to what to slow down. And I always like to mm-hmm. think about uh, looking at a lot of things that Chuck Neff doesn't like, in terms of what's going on with the, with the virus. But really, is this an opportunity to take what we don't like and maybe push it aside and look for, look for these opportunities to really grow in our faith? Oh yeah, I think so. You know, with uh, the Lord is at work in all of th- everything. Romans chapter eight verse twenty eight says, "God will make everything work together for the good of those whom He loves." And so God can take, you know, as the old expression goes, can take the lemons of our lives and turn them into lemonade. God can take this, and and we are given an opportunity to uh, to draw closer to God in the midst of of a crisis like this. I think one of the things that would be helpful for for all of us to recognize is if we have felt isolated, either from the sacraments or uh, during Thanksgiving that we weren't able to gather as we might with our families, or if we're wondering how are we going to celebrate Christmas this year, if we have that sense of loneliness or longing to be with our family and friends, um, to, to think about that feeling and to ask ourselves, do I feel that same longing or absence in my life of Jesus? You know, do I have that same kind of desire to to be with him that I have to be with my family during Christmas time? 
and to ask ourselves, you know, what is that saying to me? You know, if if I find that I I am, let's say, more um, concerned about the fact that I won't be able to get together with my family, if I'm more concerned about that than I am with um, how can I draw closer to the Lord and and use this time of isolation to um, develop a closer relationship with Him. I think that that's the opportunity that the Lord is giving us during this time. Yeah, and then Father Jim, tell us a little bit about your community on the Rosebud Reservation, the St. Francis Mission. In terms of Advent, uh, are you seeing uh, the, the people you serve, uh, those men and women, those families out there, are you seeing them maybe in a way preparing for Advent? Well, that's a good question, Chuck, because uh, I've I've kind of missed out on all of that being uh, quarantined myself the, these first uh, two weeks of of Advent, uh, first couple weeks, um, and we've we've had because of the spread of the virus in South Dakota and in particular on the reservation, where. Uh, one out of six people has basically been affected, either has contracted the virus or and has recovered. Um, it, it's pretty serious. And so um, we have, have not. I know Father Jacob, who uh, works with a couple of our churches, is, is planning to have uh, Advent uh, this week in, in one of those churches. He could not last week because he himself was battling COVID. Um, but we're, we're hoping that we can decorate for Advent and begin to have Advent um, masses. Um, but I, I think there is, um, you know, the message I think we're trying to, to share with people is, you know, things are tough. Um, uh, on the reservation, let, let's look to the Lord and say, you know, this should give us that same kind of sense that the Jewish people had uh, when they were longing for a Messiah. We're, we need to be longing for Jesus to come and, and to uh, enter our lives in a deeper way this Advent and to prepare us for Christmas. And hopefully we will be able to have Christmas celebrations. We'll have to just wait and see. Wow. Well, uh, you use the word longing. Is there a longing? Maybe in, in uh, Father Jim Kabicki, is there a longing in the community, a missing of Advent? I, I think so very much, you know, um, because uh, families were not able to get together. And, and one of the hardest things we've experienced, funerals are a very important part, and wakes are a very important part of the uh, Lakota culture here on the Rosebud Reservation. And when people have not been able to gather to mourn together, you know, normally there would be a two-night wake. Uh, people gather all night. Uh, they, they share food together. And then after the burial, they come together for a big meal and giving away of, of the uh, belongings of the one who had died or, or other items. Um, that tradition has not been um, able to be practiced during the, the past months. And, and I think people are, are really feeling that, that sense of, of not only loss of loved ones who have died, but also um, the inability to mourn the way they normally do. So I, I think there's very much that sense of um, we need a Messiah. We need Jesus to come and, and to save us all. And, and hopefully, you know, part of the um, coming to, whether it's vaccines or herd um, immunity or whatever, but uh, hopefully next year, if we get through this, 
um, it will lead people to to say how much they missed um, coming together as a Christian community, and uh, and it will lead people to um, want to celebrate in an even greater way the faith that we have. Well, Father Jim Kabicki, I, I knew it was difficult out there. I don't think I knew things were as difficult as you're describing them. But uh, be assured of our prayers for your recovery, uh, for Father Jacob, everybody uh, on the Rosebud Reservation, that they can just uh, uh, just be healed and blessed in whatever way uh, they need to be healed and blessed. But, uh, wow, I, again, I had no idea it was it was that difficult for, for this little community of um of Native Americans on the Rosebud reservations. That's uh, uh, you're you're really you're really in the trenches, aren't you? As I like to say. <laughs> yeah, in many ways. Say, Chuck, if you don't mind, I'll I'll send you a link to um, yesterday. Our tribal president, who used to be the chief operating officer for Saint Francis Mission, so he's a, a, a great Christian man of integrity. Uh, he was interviewed on tweet on on Twitter. I don't understand how this all works, but if you don't mind, if I could send you a link to that, and if you could post that on the Inner Life page, I would really appreciate that. Yeah, you send it to me. I'll make sure that Nick, our producer, gets that, and then Nick. Your assignment is to is to uh, post that on our on uh, on our Twitter uh, account and also on our Facebook page too. But yeah, we'd be happy to do that for you. You bet. Oh, I appreciate Father, that. Thank yeah, you, Father. Yeah, you bet. Any chance you can do that right now while I talk, or are you, are you near a computer because we could get it up pretty quick? Okay. Yeah, I might be able to do that with one hand. Okay. You, okay. You do that. We're going to get a little uh, little break here in about two or three minutes. We'll probably take that, so we'll give you time to do that. But we'll try and get that posted uh, before uh, the end of end of uh, the Inner Life Hour here today. Father Jim Kabik, he's our spiritual director. If you're just uh, joining us on the program, Father Jim, a Jesuit priest and director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in western uh, South Dakota. And uh, talking today, looking ahead to the uh, Sunday, second Sunday of Advent, Event, uh, the Gospel of Mark. It's about preparing the way of the Lord. Phone lines are open if you'd like to uh, join us. Toll-free number 888-914-9149. How are you preparing the way of the Lord, and especially in these uh, difficult times? Uh, maybe it's, I uh, know it's got to be different. It's different for all of us. But uh, we'd love to hear your story. How are you uh, coping and dealing with Advent uh, this year of 2020? Again, toll-free 888 Four nine. So, Father Jim, can you talk a little bit more about John the Baptist proclaiming a, bap- a baptism of repentance? Can you talk about that? Because where I really want to uh, head uh, is uh, just us repenting and taking advantage of the sacrament of confession. But um, this baptism of repentance, what uh, what would that have looked like? Well, that's a very good question, Chuck, because, you know, um, the, the distinction is made in the gospel between the baptism of repentance and then John saying, this, this is, I'm baptizing you with water, but uh, there will come another who I'm not worthy to undo his sandals, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And so there's a contrast between what John is doing and the sacrament of baptism in which the Holy Spirit is given to us. And the Jewish people were very familiar with uh, different purification rites. You know, in the, the book of Leviticus, there are three chapters detailing the different ways that the Jewish people were to purify themselves before eating and before prayer and such. 
And so they were very familiar with using water as a symbol of purification. And so John takes that very familiar symbol and uses it as a a way of inviting people to declare they need to uh, change from their sinful ways to, uh, to the ways of God. And so this was done in the, near the Jordan River, where it says there was an abundance of water. Because, as, as you mentioned before, Chuck, between uh, Jericho, between the Jordan River and Jerusalem, it's a pretty desolate place. And so here you have the Jordan River, where John is going through this new kind of ritual of purification, uh, having people confess their sins, as it were, get into the water and leave the sins behind and then come up to um, commit themselves to a new way of life following God's law. And this is different from the Christian baptism. Um, Baptism is similar, uh, Christian baptism is similar in that it involves the use of water, but the Holy Spirit is present in Christian baptism in a way that the Holy Spirit was not present in John's baptism. So John's baptism is the baptism of repentance, in Christian baptism, we have the leaving behind of sin, original sin for children, and uh, if adults are baptized, it's original sin and all the sins they have committed. Um, but it's also something new, where the Holy Spirit comes upon the person baptized, takes up residence there, makes us temples of the Holy Spirit, joins us to the body of Christ. And, and this is much more significant and important and powerful than the baptism of of repentance that John is doing in the Jordan River. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director, talking today about our Advent journey. How is your Advent journey going, especially in light of the pandemic? We'd love to hear your story. Toll-free number if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. But um, how are you preparing the way of the Lord? Toll free again if you'd like to be on the program with Father Jim Kabicki, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll get to some phone calls when we come back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Father Jim Kavicki, our spiritual director on the program today. Father Jim, a Jesuit priest and director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in western South Dakota. Father Jim referenced a link uh, to some of their good works at the St. Fran- Francis Mission. We have the link. It will be up on our Inner Life Facebook page uh, pretty quickly here and certainly uh, on Twitter as well, at Inner Life Show. So check that out. And um, I'm not quite sure with everything going on behind the scenes that our producer, Nick Schmidt, has to do and does every day that he'll be able to get to that in the next 30 seconds or so, but it'll be pretty quick. So check that out. Facebook page of our Inner Life Facebook page and also at the Inner Life Show, our Twitter uh, account as well. Talking today about Advent and uh, uh, second Sunday of Advent coming up. It's in front of us. Uh, what are you doing for Advent and how is the uh, uh, pandemic, how has that impacted your faith? A little bit of time left if you'd like to join us. Toll free 888 914 
1-800-795-9565-49. So, Father Jim, let's uh, take some phone calls for you, and let's start with Jacob listening in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hello, Jacob. Welcome to the program today. Hello, and hello, Father, and thank you for having me. Um, just wanted to wish you both a Merry Advent uh, season and a soon-to-be Merry Christmas. Um, what I, I work in a hospital, um, so definitely experienced the COVID situation kind of firsthand in some states and um, whatnot. And so it's it's um, been hard not being able to go out and do things to try to take your mind off of it. So it's for me, I've had more of a research. I've been able to listen to relevant radio a lot more and kind of come back to my Catholic center more so. And um, this Advent, trying to get my better with my kids and my family, we were doing the uh, St. Andrew Chaplet and the Advent Novena and uh, just trying to put Christ more into Christmas again like it should be. So, mm. Mm. Well, Jacob, that's, you know, you're uh, kind of uh, confirming what we were talking about, that, you know, where um, the uh, the pandemic has um, caused a lot of uh, isolation and, and disruption in people's lives. Um, you, the Holy Spirit has inspired you to um, be able to listen more to uh, programming on relevant radio and also to put that into action in your family by uh, uh, bringing people together to put Christ more at the center of Christmas. So um, thank you for uh, yeah. letting us know how uh, this time of Advent is, is different with the pandemic and, and how um, all of us can, can use it as a way to uh, make Christ a bigger part of our Christmas. So thank yeah. you very much, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob, thanks uh, for joining us on the program. Be safe, be safe. And uh, thanks uh, for your good work uh, in whatever hospital you're working there in uh, the Diocese of Green Bay. But uh, good to have you on the program today. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director. Let's head to uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Molly listening there. Hello, Molly. Welcome to the program today. Oh, hello. How are you? Um, Thanks for taking my call. Father, I hope you're feeling better soon. Um, I just to to comment, um, I hate to say this on the air, but COVID has been a friend to me in that through the isolation, um, I'm 65, so I have to be careful what I do, but um, it's really turned me more to God and um, our Lord and His Blessed Mother, and um, I was having quite a bit of trauma in my life, and I had turned um, as often people do, I had turned to uh, alcohol to kind of sedate my anxiety. And really, by God's grace and the help of this Blessed Mother, I had recently consecrated myself to her. Um, Not only has Advent been so meaningful, but I've been able to give that up and turn to our Lord instead of um, uh, sedating myself, so to speak, with a few glasses of wine each evening, and um, it's just been incredible, and uh, uh, Relevant Radio also has contributed to helping me just just by having um, Father and Chuck and Patrick and Drew. Um, 
I felt like they were speaking to me in my loneliness, and that has been very helpful as well. Yes. Wow. Molly, thank you so much for sharing that with us and uh, and your honesty, you know, and, and the struggle you had of, you know, um, sedating and, and trying to find some peace uh, with alcohol, but uh, realizing the Lord is giving you this opportunity to find peace, the true peace that, that Jesus said he came to give us. You know, he said, I'll give you peace in a way that the world cannot give. And uh, you, you've witnessed that to us during this this hour that we've had together. Thank you. And yeah. and I, I would also point out just how you know again um, you've you've taken the Lord often uses difficult moments, whether it's a plague or or war or situations, to say, "Don't forget me. Come back to me." And and so uh, you've certainly allowed the Holy Spirit to draw you back in a closer way to that relationship with Him, and and uh, we praise God with you for that grace that He's given you. Amen. Molly, thanks uh, for the call. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director. Let's take another phone call. Janet, listening in Rockford, Illinois. Thank you for the call, and welcome to the program. Thank you, Father, for having me on your program. I wanted to ask if um, if I could tell you um, if I could say something about um, the way masses are not being offered um, as easily for some of our religious and retired priests as well, um, simply because they're in nursing homes and because they are in Catholic homes sometimes and they cannot most times and they cannot uh, have anybody come in to offer the mass and they cannot receive communion. So I, I was just going to say, though, that um, this big question was in my mind, why why of our, of our greatest uh, religious and priests can they not receive communion or cannot offer communion in the places where they are residing now in retirement? And, and uh, I was at prayer the other day, and I thought came to, and the thought came to mind, well, you know, they can't get out. Nobody can come to see them. They're like in... Um, like you're a medical type of desert life right now, which is what usually some of them do every year anyway. They take a, a break, but this is quite a big break. And I thought, well, you know, I have these cards that just come in the mail for uh, different from different uh, charities, and um, some of them have masses being offered um, if you send a bit of a donation as you are able to send, and I, I saw one that had um, masses for a whole year, and I thought that would be kind of ideal if they could have a card like that, so I did send that to some of the religious that have retired from our uh, work in the Diocese of Rockford now and are living together, but not really because they're all in their individual units in quarantine, so I, I sent the uh, a card for them to have um, that as a community to have um, 365 masses offered during this next year. Well, Janet, I want to let Father Jim weigh in here, but uh, what a what a thoughtful, creative, if I can use that word, a way to reach out to uh, the retired priest and religious, but really, Father Jim, to to anybody who is in is in a nursing home right now to be able to to reach out uh, just uh, via the mail and uh, hopefully pray with them and pray for them and make a difference in their lives. 
You're right, Chuck. I'm so glad Janet called with that suggestion because, you know, it, it is a wonderful way to uh, tell people they're being remembered, not just the, the one day with the card, but that uh, throughout the year they, they and their intentions are being placed on the altar as that Mass is being offered. And uh, it, it is a wonderful way um, to reach out to whether it's a retired bishop, retired religious women, or priests, or brothers, or whoever, but also, you know, our own loved ones and friends or people maybe who, who don't have anyone, you know. So to check with our local parish to say, you know, are there homebound people? Are there people that our parish serves in a nursing home that the Eucharistic ministers know have no one to visit them? Uh, this would be a great work of mercy to to send them a card and to remind them that they're not forgotten but are being prayed for in their parish. Um, so, Janet, thank you for, for giving us that suggestion about a great work of mercy. Janet, thank you so much. And for uh, Father Jim, for somebody listening right now who maybe is just going through a tough, tough time, uh, certainly uh, with um, with Advent, uh, just the season, the, the pandemic, sick loved ones and all of that, uh, what might you say to that individual who is just uh, looking at life and the mountain's pretty steep and it's pretty dark out there? Yeah. Well, I guess the, the only thing is to say, you know, hang in there one day at a time. The mountain seems very high because uh, part of it is we we look beyond this one day, and we don't know if we have more than this one day. And so to try to live one day at a time, I think, is, is the best advice. And it may come down to living one hour at a time and to say, okay, Lord, just for this next hour, I'm going to... Um, offer this suffering and this darkness that I feel, I'm going to offer it for someone else who is feeling very abandoned or for our persecuted Christian brothers and sisters in other parts of the world or someone who in a soul in purgatory who has no one to pray for them. I'm going to offer my suffering at this moment. And I I think that kind of spirituality of taking the crosses that we have and the darkness that we experience and uh, making it into a prayer can help us um, get through some of those dark times in our lives. Yeah. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director, not a lot of time left in the program, but um, Father Jim, looking at the gospel from Mark for this uh, coming Sunday, we talk about John the Baptist. St. Augustine has this great image, which I just love, where he talks about um, John is, is the voice and Jesus is the word. And it's such mm-hmm. a great image for me in terms of uh, the challenge for all of us that we are to be the voice for Jesus, certainly in our world today. But there's more than one way to be a voice uh, than just speaking. We were talking about just uh, praying, but but mailing a, a card to somebody that uh, maybe needs some uh, needs a card or needs a, a lift in their life right now. But there's it's a challenge for us, isn't it, to be to be the voice like John for the word of Jesus. Uh, that's right, and and that's where you know what we talked about earlier too, making more room for Christ in our lives during this Advent, so that the Word and and our hearts become one, and then the Word inspires us. Jesus will inspire us to reach out to others and to be that voice. But we won't be a very good voice unless we're in union with the Word. And so to deepen our relationship with Jesus, 
uh, to let the Word take flesh in our hearts, in our minds, and then to allow that Word to move us to reach out to others and to be that voice. And as you said, Chuck, sometimes, you know, it's a word, uh, but actions speak louder than words. And so sometimes the voice is a silent voice of our gestures of reaching out to others. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director, time to wrap things up. Father Jim, as you know, we'd like to close the hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus, the word that you have spoken to us, the word of your love, the word of your mercy. We pray that during Advent we may be more open to this word and that the word may take flesh in our hearts and minds and lives so that we can be your voice in the world that is so often dark. And we ask your blessing upon all of us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Jim Kabicki, God bless you. Thanks uh, for joining us. Continued prayers for you and your community at the St. Francis Mission to be healed from this virus. Thanks, everybody. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass. Uh, We're back on Monday. Have a great weekend and hope to see you then.